98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo starts now. now. Straight up, 2 o'clock on this Wednesday afternoon. Good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show here on 98.7 FM, Arizona sports station. We are live from the auction community studios. My name is Dave Burns, alongside the one, the only, John Gambadero. Hi, Gambo. Bernsey, what's going on? Is there a song for the 22nd of September? Do you remember <laughs> the 22nd day of no, September? Nobody has, nobody has written a catchy tune mm. about the 22nd of September. It's just a day. It's just sitting there. It's just average. It's just, it's just, yeah, just an average ordinary yeah, day. Just, uh, yeah. Something like that. Did we get to the bottom of, uh, did you get to the bottom of what your boy Keyshawn Johnson said about Kyler get, Murray. You know, I'm getting a lot of people messaging me. Oh, Keyshawn's ripping on Kyler again. I don't really know what he said or did, but I guess he did some quarterback rankings and he had they they picked three guys and he picked Kyler last. I'm looking around the table. Anybody, Anybody got any it? intel on Keyshawn? this? Anybody seen anything? No, Keyshawn? Okay. You know, I, I would you rather have Derek Carr than both of them? Than both Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. Right I would now? go Derek Carr, Russell Wilson. Kyler Murray. That's oh what I would go. my God. <laughs> Who's saying, oh, my God? Is that- T- take a guess, Gambo. Who do you think would say that? I, I don't know. It was Stephen A. Oh, was oh that- okay. So that was from first take this morning. Oh. Uh, so, so basically, you, you can pick any three quarterbacks and he'll take Kyler Murray last. <laughs> and he took Derek Carr first. Like, really? <laughs> Derek Carr. Buying the hype, man. The Raiders are 2-0. Yeah, let's start with the Cardinals. But, man, uh... I have not heard back from Keyshawn on this uh, on the bet. I mean, I've been trying to bet him. Like, I was going to wait for. What was the bet? What was the I bet mean, we, sh- we need to make another bet. Oh, oh another... just a wager in general. You don't have another, one in mind specifically. Let's, let's go. Another thousand bucks on the line. Let's do it, Keyshawn. I want to get Keyshawn back on let's the show go. so he can put me in my place and call me the sidekick. Yes. You know, that's, you know, that's what I do here. Yeah, we got to save game. some whales and dolphins. I mean, let's go. <laughs> let's stop what they're doing in the Faroe <laughs> Islands. We got to get that. We got to save some whales and dolphins, Keyshawn. Let's bo- make a bo- bet. Keyshawn, we can save some whales. You can put me in my place. Yeah. Uh, we can uh, make all right in the world of Keyshawn just appears on the Burns and Gambo show. I think he's chicken. I think he's I think he's ducking us this year. Wow, look at you I, trying I to du- get a soundbite on his show. I've, listen, I, no, I'm serious. I, 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 well, they asked me to come on his show. Did, they asked me to, I don't need to. I, I'm just saying I think he's ducking us. I don't think he wants to make the bet this year. Tough talk. Tough talk. I'll go 10 wins. You I make got a bet with him for 10 wins. If the Cardinals get 10 wins, he loses. Let's see if we can get Keyshawn to call in on the show. In the meantime, let's weigh in on our top story of the day here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo, the weigh in. Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. They're 2 0. Oh. They've got maybe the worst team in the NFL on the schedule this week. And then when they're done with maybe the worst team in the NFL, They've got the best team in the NFL, one of them anyway, waiting for them the next week. Is this a trap game, Kyler Murray? Oh no, I don't. I don't believe in uh, in those. You know, if we if we don't come to play, we don't come to play. But uh, as far as trap game goes, man, we went. You know, we were two and zero last year, and we you know kind of bad the next two last year. So uh, I don't. I don't. I don't see trap games or you know that happening. You know, I mean, we're focused on this one. Um, you know, we're going to give our all to this one. This is okay. the pl- this there is, you go. Not is, a trap game. Going to yeah. give our all to this game. Got to give our all. This is the danger, right? When you're playing a team that you're far superior to, and and the Cardinals and everybody else in the league are far superior to a Jacksonville Jaguars team that 
hasn't what they've lost seventeen games in a row. Correct. Okay, you don't want to be the team that they beat. No, you're don't. going on the road. They're desperate to win a football game. They desperately don't want. They want to win. They want to get this streak over with. They're going to give you everything they have. Now it should be that if you play a good game, their best is not good enough to beat your best. You would think. Yeah. Okay, if you give your all. Now, how do they beat you? They give their best. You give a half-ass effort. Effort. You go half-ass. They play their best. You get beat. How did we get beat? How? Well, you didn't give it your all. But if the Cardinals play at a high level, it doesn't matter what Jacksonville does. They should win the football game just based on talent alone. There was a lot of conversation about trap games today. And in the wake of that, a lot of nice things being said about a Jacksonville team that's 0-2 and, and really doesn't look like they're going to amount to much this year. I, I don't. Um... You know, the way we played last week definitely got our players' attention. We didn't play like we know we can. Um, and so watching that tape yesterday, I believe our players understand what we need to do to get better. And um, I expect us to, to try and improve this week. Here's one more from Cliff on uh, repeating last year's down performance. Yeah, not, not much. I mean, we have so many new players and... Um, I think, like I said, more than anything, just the way we played last week, it wasn't up to our standard. I mean, we, we lost a turnover battle by two and then gave up 175 yards rushing. Um, that's not a recipe to win many games in this league. And luckily, we, we made some plays um, to offset that. But we got to play a lot better. And the film um, wasn't, wasn't great, and we know that. And so I think our focus is just on improving, um, you know, as a team. Okay, I mean, I like it. You have to... You know, we didn't play great. We got to play better. We got to improve. You know, now, you know, I, I'm sure the players see what we're seeing, too. This is the the Jaguars are 0-2. They, they've lost 17 games in a row. They've been outscored 60-34. to They've got the sixth worst defense in the league. They've got the sixth worst offense in the league. It doesn't matter that Urban Wire won three national championship in college. He's coaching a bad football team. Their starting tight end is out. He's hurt. Urban Meyer is saying it's the, it's Alabama every week for us. Like every week, it's Alabama. That's he's kind of going. You know, he's going back to college and trying to say that's what he yeah. said. Lots of good players in this league. It's Alabama every week. So that's what Urban's talking about. So as a player, as a coach, you you got to focus on things that will get this team right. You cannot fall into. I mean, it's called a trap game for a reason. Sure, because a lot of teams fall into the trap, and it is a classic trap game. I mean, if you look at the schedule, it's a classic trap you're going game for the east, Arizona Cardinals. Time difference. Yep. You're going east. What time is that game? That That's game a, is at 10 a.m. Arizona right, time. So you got the early game yep. back east. It's done a lot of teams in. Sure has. T- different time zones and everything. So, you know, yeah, it's classic because of the the longer travel, because of the the time that you're going to be playing this game. Like, now they play Tennessee at 10 o'clock in the morning. Sure. Okay, sure. That game was at 10 a.m. and they clobbered them. But, it, but it's not – I mean, that the start time has something to do with it. It's it's just your classic kind of recipe for it to be called a trap game. You're 2-0. Yes. There's only seven teams in the league that can make that distinction. You're one of them. So you're obviously off to a good start. You've beaten one really good team and one so-so team in Minnesota. You've got the L.A. Rams next weekend. That game is going to be huge, 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 huge. So are you looking uh, ahead? So are you looking ahead a little bit? Yes. Are you looking past classic Jacksonville? It is a classic trap game. And so the message coming out of the Cardinals today, whether it was Kyler when he got behind the mic or whether it was Cliff when he got behind the mic, was a couple of things. Number one, no, we're, we're, we're watching the tape to see all the things we did wrong against Minnesota. So focusing on the bad, not the good. Focusing on the negative, not the positive, to not let the guys get this fat head about how they think they're doing. Number two, remember earlier in the week there was a lot of talk, I think it was yesterday, about how this team started 2-0 and last year. 
And how in week three, what did they do? They that lost, could work to their advantage. Sure. They lost to a very inferior Detroit Lions team, I believe, in week three last year. And yeah, you're right. You can use that to your advantage yeah. to say, hey, don't do what you guys did last week. That's what Kyler said. We we bleeped the bed last year when we were 2-0. and He knows. They he, know. Mm-hmm. Chase Edmonds knows. They all know. Now you got to do something about it. Look, your goal is to have Urban Meyer doing the next go back to college. I could go back to college. That's your goal. <laughs> You want Urban Meyer? You want to put Urban Meyer in a commercial, bragging, you know, talking about how he can go back to college like Matt Leinart and Brian Bosworth. Solid Matt Leinart. College? Yeah. I can go back to college? Okay. That's honestly, pretty good, Jordan. Honestly, Jordan, how did you have that so quick at the ready? Uh, we have that one saved. Because oh, it's come up before on this show. That's, That's the classic good. that we save in the in the archives there. Well, or... I mean, anything Matt Leinart, you know I'm going to save that. <laughs> but I was going like, to say, I think there's a separate folder just for Matt Leinart. Probably, probably. Listen, send him back to college, man. Make Urban Meyer regret coming to the NFL. Like, I won three national championships and a boatload of games in college. Make him want to go back to college. Make this a disaster for him. He's getting paid a lot of money, but you know that's your goal. But yeah, it is a trap game, and you got to be careful not to. You can't lose to the Jaguars, man. No, you can't. You can't unless he goes back to USC. In which case, I don't want Urban Meyer going back to college because Urban Meyer would kill it at USC, kill it, and he would kill ASU in the process. He would kill it at USC. That would be you talk about a recipe for disaster. Urban Meyer coaching the Trojans. Oh my god, that would be a, so. Why don't not, go there. Why not coach ASU? <laughs> this investigation, why not? Now that like, why are you going there? That is the kind of optimism I could why use go on USC? a Wednesday afternoon. Who needs coffee? I got Gambo. Yeah. I don't need a cup of coffee. I'll just keep Gambo around and wake me up on a Wednesday afternoon. Wait, yeah, why go to why go to USC? Make, make him an all. Give him give him the Grand Canyon or something. Let him come coach you. I'll take him. Uh, one more real quick from Isaiah Simmons about whether he's thinking about last year's two and zero start this year. Not really so much. Uh, you know, really, I'm just. More thinking about the game plan and stuff, not so much of what happened last year. Um, I still understand what happened last year and um, how important of a moment this is. Uh, you know, you want to end you want to end the first quarter um, off right. So, um, I guess that's really the next goal is just making sure that we finish out the fir- the first quarter of the season, you know, correctly the way that we want to. And um, you know, going out there this week, playing good football, dominating. Uh, the run game, then making them one-dimensional is um, that's that's what I'm what I'm thinking about. So clearly, the message being sent about last year's start trap games, Jacksonville not overlooking them. Let's see if it's being received. It's clearly being sent. Let's I like find that. Let's being received. You know, listen, I, I like when you could break things down into quarters too. Mm-hmm. Like you know when you instead of just there, there is that game by game theory, but I like breaking it down into quarters. In the past, you could you could do four four games, four eight, twelve, sixteen. Now you got seventeen. But still, I think you could break it down into let, let's finish this quarter strong. Yeah. You know, I, so I like that they're looking at it that way. Week three of the NFL season kicks off this Thursday. There's still some time for you to sign up for Bix Picks. Text the word PICK to 62620. Sign up, compete against Dan Bickley for your chance. The grand prize, a tailgate package featuring a Yeti Tundra cooler and grill, courtesy of Modelo Especial. Weekly winners will also get a $100 gift card to cold beers and cheeseburgers. Text the word PICK. It's a 620 to enter. Unlike last week, Kyler Murray rewarded for his play against the Minnesota Vikings, and a big reason why was how effective he and the offense was when things got sideways against Minnesota. That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Didn't happen last week, but when you throw for 400 yards, complete about 80% of your passes, account for four total touchdowns, and continue to lead the league in 
how the hell did he just do that <laughs> kind of plays? Wasn't that one of the stories yes. you had earlier in the week? Yeah. How Kyler Murray, the league leader in how the hell did how the he hell just did he do, do that? that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can't find that anywhere on like any of the stats, NFL.com no. or ESPN.com. It's, uh, oddly enough, how the hell did he do that is not on Pro yeah. Football Focus. They, they, they should. They should have a how the hell they how the hell they just do that yes, category. He leads the league in how the hell did he do that? Uh, he was named NFC Offensive Player of the Week today, as completely expected for the performance that he has. Well, I thought he was going to get it in Week One. They gave it to Matthew Stafford, but as I learned from you, and I didn't know this, they don't like to give it to uh, they don't like to give offensive and defensive player to the guy on the same team, which makes absolutely no sense to me. I mean, who's who's the best off? Who's the offensive player? Who's the defensive player? I would agree. Well, and also, don't forget, he won the prestigious Nickelodeon Award last year for Player of the Week. <laughs> That's right. The, the MVP, right? Is that what the they call MVP, it? The MVP, yes. MVP, yeah. The, the Nickelodeon Valuable Player. He's I in mean, the Hall of Slime. He's he, big time. He, he really is. He's he's getting too big for us here uh, in Arizona when you're the Nickelodeon have Valuable you, have Player. You, have you gone back and watched any episodes of iCarly since we found out how much you like iCarly? <laughs> no, I have not. I just I enjoyed no. that. I enjoyed watching that show with uh, Sam when she was, I don't know, like eight. So, no, I haven't. Uh, I have I, now they've rebooted it. I know they've got a new edition of iCarly out there, but no, I have not gone back to watch any of iCarly. They're actually doing a new rendition of The Wonder Years. I saw that, yes. Yeah. The Wonder Years. Fred they got Savage. A new one. Yeah, Fred Savage is going to, the, the guy who played the kid, is going to be the executive mm-hmm. producer. And it's what, Don Cheadle's voice, I think, if I remember right? I don't yeah. know, but I know a lot of kids had a crush on Winnie back in the day. <laughs> when, when the Wonder Years was I think on. America had a crush on Winnie back in the yeah. days, yeah, when that show was on. Kyler, uh, talking with the media today, coming off his Offensive Player of the Week award, and this was really good stuff, because a lot of what he did uh, against the Vikings was off schedule, out of the pocket, play breaking down, uh, stuff flying around everywhere, and you got to kind of improvise on a moment's notice. He says, man, you, you, you have to practice that stuff if you're a mobile quarterback. You just don't improvise it all the time. Yeah, mobile quarterbacks, you got to practice it. You know, it's a, it's a huge part of the game. Um, it's, it's tough to score in, in, in the red zone, um, let alone score at all, you know, you know, defense is being good. Um, so sometimes, you know, stuff breaks down. you got to be able to make plays, and that's why we practice it. Um, the guys know where they need to be. Um, you know, each each play, each, you know, every play is different, but they understand, you know, the deepest guy's got such and such, lowest guy's got such and such, you know, and that's how it works. So. Yeah. He says, yeah you, you, you know this is a wide receiver. On a broken play, you stop running your route, and you have something you have to do. One guy's got to go deep. One guy's got to come back to the ball. Another guy's got to go to the sidelines. you got to give options for your quarterback. you got to give him options. So, you know, the second you know that that play breaks down and your quarterback's scrambling around, you, you, you have to get open. You know, so you know you always want somebody coming back to the ball to make an easier throw for him. You want somebody getting to the sidelines. So, and then you know sometimes you do have somebody that says, you know what, I'll, I'll go deep in case he gets a chance to air it out. You know, maybe I'll uh, the safety will leave me to come up to try. Because what happens is when he, when a guy like Kyler's scrambling around, you're worried about him running. If you're a defensive player, sure. you're worried about oh my god, if he can break the, you don't want to give him thirty yards of daylight. So. Sometimes secondary guys, they'll cheat up because they want to take the runaway, and that could leave a big play open down the field. Cliff and Kyler both talked today about as improvisational as it looks when things go off schedule like that. They practice that stuff every single day. I've been doing it my whole life, so I guess you know it's something I practiced my whole life. And then on top of that being you know in off- offenses where we've had to practice. I've been practicing scramble drill um, structurally like you know ever since – high school so um you know in the college and now here we do it as well so you know it's just it's nothing I'm new to nothing these guys are new to as well they understand the game and they understand that we have to be great at it in order to be you know a top offense so 
listen, it's great to stay in the pocket and make the throws. He was also a 5'10 quarterback. Sometimes it's better to get out oh, yeah. you know, and scramble. Listen, if it keeps plays alive, listen, if you're going to get sacked, if you, st- if, if, if you have four seconds in the pocket to get rid of the ball, but you could, you could turn that into eight seconds by scrambling, well, you turn it into eight seconds. If you, you're buying time to make a play, but it also buys time for him to see a running, a running lane. Mm-hmm. So on that, the, 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 the touchdown run last week, that was up the middle. It was a design play. Got it, went up the middle. Uh, the, the seas parted, and he just went up the middle for the touchdown. But there's times when he's scrambling that he's not just going to throw it. It's not, oh, my God, he just found, found Rondale Moore. Oh, he just found Christian Kirk. There's going to be times when he takes off for 20 yards because that's what's there. That's what's given to him. But clearly you got to practice. I loved his comment on the uh, – who was, was it Cliff that talked about how playing baseball – has it really was, was, helped him with some of those throws he makes? Both of them, but I'll play the one from Kyler. Especially, okay, think about that Rondell Moore play, right? Yeah. He spins out of the out of the, the, the pocket when it collapses almost immediately. He's running to his left, and he's throwing as a right-handed thrower, kind of throwing against the momentum of his body because he's got to get it straight down the field, not the direction in which he's running. He said his baseball background has helped him with that huge. Yeah, uh... Just all the body angles and arm angles, um, being able to contort and do all that type of stuff for sure. Um, you know, I, a lot of a lot of guys are just you know um, in the locker room or you know they they haven't played you know multiple sports as far as baseball. Being able to um, you know they ask you how do you do that all that stuff is just something I've always done my whole life. So it's nothing nothing new. It's a kid to a shortstop who's going to his left to make a play. Think about how many times Nick Ahmed has done this over the course of his career, right? He goes to his left to make a play. His momentum's kind of carrying him towards center field, right, or even towards right field. But he still has to kind of turn his body enough and get that arm angle to be able to whip it to first or base. Or second base, or second. throwing the ball to the shortstop to try to start the double exactly. play. Exactly, yeah. same thing, right? I mean, your momentum's taking you this way. you got to throw it that way. And Kyler thinks his baseball experience has helped when it comes I've to I've always believed like that. that playing two sports helps athletes. You know, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, with my daughter who, who who had a full Division One scholarship for soccer, the reason she got it because she was as good as anybody in the country at slide tackles. People, would, oh my God, how does she slide? softball? Played softball for years, sliding into second, sliding into third, sliding into oh, kid had no problem sliding. So in soccer, when somebody had the ball, she would just slide, tackle the ball away all the time. She was just so good at it, it got her a full scholarship. What was really funny was then Murray talking about how as cool as it is to go off schedule. It kind of pisses us off when it happens. Yeah, that that, that play in particular, uh, the one to Rondell, you know, they they only brought four, uh, and we, you know, technically, the way you draw it up, I shouldn't have to do that, you know. But um, stuff happens, and 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 that, you know, the the end is, end is a touchdown, and, and you're, everybody's happy. But when you look at it, and you you know, we're we're all you know pissed at the fact that it had to happen, but then good things happen from it. So, I don't know. It, you you got to take good with the bad. It is what it is. And I want to play one more. Cause That's it's interesting. Real, yeah, I know, right? And then I want to play one from Cliff. It is what it is. When, you know, you see your play that you design and it gets all busted up, I, I Cliff said, I don't have any – I have zero pride when it comes to my pride getting hurt over something like that. When you coach Johnny football, you just take the wins as you can get them. <laughs> You don't worry about being on time for meetings or um, showing up for practice some days. You just get them out there Saturday and let them go and collect the check. So <laughs> I learned at an early age, if you got one like that, just let them go. Be wild and free. Wow. Kyler, be wild and free. When you got Johnny football, hey, dude, whatever you want to do, man, I don't care if you're 15 minutes late for this meeting. You're Johnny football. <laughs> I'm just going to collect some checks and win some games and call it a day.
You don't, I love that. You don't want to limit a talent like that. No. You don't no. want to limit it. I mean, if that's part of his arsenal, that's part of his arsenal. The Coyote season, just around the corner, and from new arena renderings to the return of the beloved logo, they've been making a lot of news. And speaking of that, we got another piece of news surrounding the team, and we'll tell you about it next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Baby, I'm by you. in the afternoon here on the Burns and Gambo Show, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. As Mitch just said a moment ago, it is time for a big announcement. And since we're playing the Black Keys howling for you, and since that's the theme song for the Coyotes when they score a goal, we welcome on to the show the Coyotes president and CEO, Javier Gutierrez, who joins us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Javier, how are you doing today? Doing great. Burns and Gamble, always great to talk to you guys and uh, very excited today to be on. Yeah, uh, and uh, let's tell everybody why, because we are officially announcing for the first time here on our show at 2.30 that 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station is the new radio home for the Arizona Coyotes beginning this season. Training camp, I know players were reporting today, training camp starting tomorrow, and we are announcing our partnership with the Coyotes as their official radio home for the 2021-22 season. Welcome back. My friend, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you so much. And on behalf of Alex Morello, the owner, uh, the entire leadership, everybody involved with the Coyotes, just want to thank you guys and, and really express to you how excited we are. And uh, you'll, you'll be hearing from me, guys. So, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's, let's definitely do something wonderful here for the entire Valley and uh, can't thank you enough. And uh, to my uh, good friend, dear friend, one of my first, uh, you know, conversations here when I moved here a year ago, Gambo, we made it happen, buddy. Yep. Ha- happy to be a part of that, Javier. Happy to be a part of uh, helping you get back where you belong. You know, right here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. And, of course, we're very much looking forward to the partnership and, and the conversations and, and and talking about this hockey team is as they try to rebuild and build a contender over the next few years. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you guys mentioned today was the first day and, you know, a little insight today was actually the first day I was able to, to be in front of the team. I had met a couple of the players uh, since I've been here. This was my first time. It was the first time uh, for our new coach, Andre Turnay bear uh, and, and for Bill and I to, to be in front of them and as I mentioned to them, the future starts today, and, and that's what we're excited about. We really do believe uh, we are building the winner that this, uh, this Valley really deserves. Well, I think it all starts with what just got completed, right? The Coyotes' prospects, they just finished the rookie face-off, and just, you know, this is going to be about prospects. It's going to be about young players. It's going to be about building for the future. Bill Armstrong did an amazing job of acquiring assets, first-round picks and second-round picks, to enable this organization to be competitive down the road. You'll take your lumps. We're all expecting that. But I do, you know, people are excited, fans, with the rookie face-off and seeing some of the young talent. Yeah, you know, we're, we're really excited about our, our talent that we have in. And, and clearly, uh, Bill did an amazing job this, uh, this offseason uh, to build up uh, what we need, which is really, really talented individuals as part of the, the, the foundation here. Uh, but, you know, one thing you're going to get is you're going to be uh, seeing a team that will compete. And that was the reason we were so excited to have Bear join us. At every stop that he's been at, his teams compete they care. Uh, they really bleed in the desert, as Bill said, uh, when he was introduced. And we're excited about that. So, yes, it's about development, 
but you will have a team that cares and that will compete every single night. I remember, Javier, when the Coyotes moved here before the 96-97 season and they were playing what was then America West Arena in downtown Phoenix. I remember they had the Stanley Cup set up in the center of the ice and you, it was just like a public open skate, you know, to skate around the Stanley Cup. And my wife and I went down there. And one of the first purchases I made, and I still have it hanging in the closet, wear it every now and then, is that original Kachina jersey sweater that you guys used to wear. Uh, I was very, very, very happy to see over the weekend that that's basically going to be your primary look now moving forward for this season. I I love going back into the past. I love that logo, and uh, I'm glad to see you guys are making that basically the main look for you this season. I think that's awesome. A hundred percent, and it really started with fans like you really coming to us and saying, that's what we want to wear. That's the sweater that represents us. And what I love about it and why we really, really embraced it is, one, it really does harken back to the history of this organization, going back to when they moved here and, uh, you know, a little bit over 25 years ago now. And um, really, it, 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 you know, talks about the great teams, the great players that have come here, but it's also such a recognizable uh, logo, the best logo, the favorite logo as voted by the Arizona Republic, and it really speaks to the future as well. It really resonates with young people. It really resonates with our fans in waiting as we've, as we've dubbed it. And so not only does it harken back to the history, but it really is a window into uh, the, the embracing of new fans, new communities, and, and the future of this organization. Burns, you're a lot skinnier now than you were back then. You might be might be time for a new Kachina jersey. I can actually fit in the jersey oh, now. Is that, now were, you could fit there, in the There one? were okay. years I couldn't fit in it. Now I'm <laughs> able right, to fit right, in it again. Said, so, we got to get you a new one. We'll, we'll get you a new one well, 20, 20 something years well, later. It goes around, comes around, Gambo. It, it actually fits again for the first time <laughs> there in a you long go. time. How yeah. about that, Javier? He could fit in his jersey. <laughs> it's exciting. Absolutely. We got to get you one there gambo absolutely let, let let's talk about the proposed coyotes arena the information is out it's the core of a 1.7 billion dollar tempe development i think it just goes to show as you have told us many times you know me and you when we've had our conversations and when you've been on the air with us that the the commitment is despite what many people believe the commitment is to be here in arizona yeah we've been consistent in public in private this is where we want to be. This is where we're going to be. And this is the commitment that, that we have. And we're excited about this proposal, but, but it's just that at this point. We're in a process. Uh, you know, we submitted a proposal to this RFP that was issued by Tempe. But I got to tell you, we are very excited about it. It is something that it is the right project. It's, you know, anchored with the arena and so many other things, hotels, our practice facility um, in, in our headquarters, uh, a restaurant row and so, just so many exciting things. But it's also the right structure um, that uh, we want to propose. We want to take on the financial risk. And, and then finally, you have the right owner, you know, someone who has built who has been in this, these types of projects in the, in the past, who has the wherewithal to, to make it happen. And, uh, you know, clearly we're, we're, we're going to re- be part of this process and, and nothing's been awarded, uh, but we're really excited about it. And it hopefully uh, dispels these constant conversations about where we want to be today, tomorrow, and in the future. Look, I'd like you to give me an update on this. We know that you're going to play in Glendale this season. We do not know 
where you're going to play next season. Can you give us an update on that and, and what could come about? Listen, we've been very clear about our commitment to be here. Uh, we have been working on a number of options uh, to be here, and uh, we know that uh, obviously an announcement was made. Uh, we won't comment further on it. We made a public statement, uh, but suffice it to say that there's plenty of opportunities that we're pursuing to be here and to remain in the Valley, and so we're excited about that. Javier, if I could have follow up on the Tempe site, what, what, what is next in that process now? What, what, what happens next in the timeline for you as it comes to, to seeking that as your permanent home here in the Valley? Sure. Well, you know, there was uh, there was an RFP that was issued by the city. We were the sole respondent of that RFP. Uh, we, we, we let out the uh, images and, and did have conversations about what our proposal was. At this point, the city has a panel uh, that they are then taking in that proposal and will then make a recommendation to the city council. We're not, you know, in charge of that process. That yeah. timeline really is out of our hands. Uh, but we think we've put together something really, really compelling and are excited about uh, that opportunity. Well, we're excited about having you back here at Bonneville Phoenix and 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. Javier, uh, thank you for your uh, partnership and thanks for partnering with us here on Burns and Gambo for this big announcement. Uh, welcome back, and uh, we look forward to it for, for, for the coming months and the coming years. We're really looking forward to it. Welcome back. Thank you so much, Burns, Gambo, and I also want to thank Ryan and, and Scott and everybody over there at Bonneville. And uh, we're very, very excited and uh, looking forward to having you guys out to a game very soon. And just remember, go Yotes. And, hey, and if you need a left wing, I, 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 I can give you about three minutes a game. Not much more than that. But if you need I'll a left wing. Know. I'll let Bear know. I, I got you. For, I could get you three minutes. Uh-huh. One, one minute each period. <laughs> that's that's a deal killer right there. You know what? On second one, thought. One yeah, shift. Yeah, no. Javier, congratulations, man. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate it, guys. You guys take care. Talk soon. Javier Gutierrez, Coyotes president and CEO, joining us on the Coulter Automotive Group Sportsline. Coulter Infinity Luxury Cars Legendary Service. Visit CoulterInfinity.com. I didn't realize you playing a shift at left wing for three minutes was part of our part deal of the with deal. the Coyotes. I was I didn't part know of the that. Deal. Yeah. I, like I I need to I need to get out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, good to know that's in the contract. Still fighting in hockey. I mean, I can. Yeah, there is still fighting in hockey. You could be good at that. Yeah, there are just eleven games left in the Diamondback season. Considering how difficult of a year it's been, what are the plans for the future moving forward? We'll talk about that coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show. The Burns and Gambo need to know. Twitter poll presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, Mitch is back with us. Yesterday's Twitter poll question of the day here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Hi, Mitch. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Fantastic. Thank you very much. Appreciate Feeling that. really excited about the Coyotes coming back to it's, Arizona Sports. I mean, it's all it's all here, baby. It's all here. You're welcome. I'm serious. <laughs> we couldn't have done it without you, Gambo. We really appreciate it. I think that's it. what Javier just said. <laughs> And we'll have a fill-in left winger if we need it. Uh, what do you think that was part of the deal? It had to be part of the deal. I think I read it in the I release. I think it was time. in there. It's, oh, on the fine, it's in the uh, fine print. Just like paying real money to watch you run against Mr. Freeze in Atlanta, I'd pay real money to see you out there do one shift as a left wing for the Coyotes. I'm going to be the captain. What? <laughs> real, real money to see you out there for even three The minutes. positive side for Gambo on that one is line changes happen like every minute and a half. So he's only got to be out there for a little bit. You one minute a game. Ferociously lit up. Wear the C. <laughs> Haven't had a captain since Doan, so I'm going to be the new captain. <laughs>
Oh, Gambo. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Mitch, save him from himself. Read the, read the poll question let's, before let's he says something he really... Yeah. Save everybody from Gambo, please. Read the poll question. All right, here we go. Quickly. Our poll question today. Through the first two games of the season, who has been the most impressive wide receiver on the Cardinals? And there are three oh, options today. Man. And they're all good. DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore. Okay, I know Rondell Moore, everyone's talking about him. Christian Kirk is the highest graded of the bunch on Pro Football Focus. The second highest graded wide receiver in all the NFL so far. Um, and, De- and DeAndre Hopkins hasn't dropped a pass since week two of last year. Did you see the size of the guy's hands? Yeah, they're pretty big. He's got mitts. They're pretty big. Who's I'm going to go with Rondell Moore. I, Christian Kirk is a good answer. Christian Kirk is a good answer. I'm going to go Rondell Moore. You know, I'm going to zig when everybody else is zagging, and I'm going to go with DeAndre Hopkins, and I'm thinking back to week Ooh. one so far. Okay. okay. Week one and the catches that he had in that game. I'm going to say hop. Be hop. All right. Survey Sounds says. good. The survey says 51.6% in favor of Rondale Moore as the most impressive receiver through the first two weeks. 28.8% for Christian Kirk. 19.6% for D-Hop. There's really no wrong answer. No, no, but your rationalization and coming up with the right answer is kind of just as interesting as the results themselves. Uh, you can vote on the poll question. At least you didn't put Andy Isabella in the conversation. <laughs> as in, whatever happened to Andy Isabella? Yeah. Is it Andy Isabella? Yeah. Uh, that's the poll question. You can find it at Burns and Gambo on Twitter, one word. Mike Hazen did a session with reporters yesterday, the general manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Hopes to have a decision on Tory Lovello by the end of the season. Um, said that Tory is doing a good job, does a good job managing a game, does a good job managing a team, but our win total is where it's at. It's not cut and dry. Wants to make a decision on Tory very soon after the season ends, if not before Gambo. They will, the Diamondbacks will have an end of year evaluation very with the entire organization, and they'll go over everything. They'll, they'll, they'll discuss the GM, they'll discuss the manager, the coaches, the minor league systems. They'll, they'll tee it up all day long. It'll be an all day long meeting. It'll be in early October, so it's going to happen very soon. And there will be some decisions that will be made that day, and there'll be some decisions that, you know, that, that they'll have to decide down the road. Like, Part of the decisions will be Christian Walker. Do you tender him a contract? I tend to think that they're not going to tender Christian Walker a contract. Carson Kelly, they will tender Carson Kelly a contract. So it'll be players, but it will also be the evaluation of the coach and the GM, uh, the manager and the GM. What I can tell you is that I fully expect, and, and we got to start here, right? you got to start with the GM, Mike Hazen. My belief is that if Mike Hazen wants to come back as the general manager, he will come back as the general manager. I'm not going to fire Mike Hazen. He's not going to get fired. So we'll start there. Mike Hazen, with that being said, if Mike Hazen is still the GM, and that's on him, if he wants to be the GM, then he will be the GM. A lot of people know he's going through a real tough situation with his wife and cancer. Uh, That could factor in. If it does, then you know they'll cross that bridge when they get there. But if Mike Hazen wants to be back as the general manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks, I expect that he will be back as the general manager. Now it'll be up to him because they will allow the general manager to pick his manager. At that point, it will be Mike Hazen's recommendation what to do with Tori Lovello. I think there's a better than good chance that Tori's going to be back, but I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't bet a house payment on it. I, ex- I, I, I would bet put it at better than 50-50. A lot of people think that, 
everybody's tied to each other. Mike's tied to Tori. Tori's tied to just, they're all tied together. Like it's a group and they got to stick together. I don't think that's the case. I think if Mike had determined that Tori did a bad job, then I think that Mike would make a decision to go in a different direction. I, I don't know that this organization blames Tori for a lot of the things that happened. It was a terrible year. It was a, a terrible year. And, and Tori's got to take some of that blame. And they've got to get better, right? We've talked about it with Tori. Man, you, why are you playing all these guys? That different? Cattell Marte just wants to play second base. Play him at second base. Stop moving everybody around yeah. and make, giving him three or four positions. Let him settle into a spot. That was something that, uh, that Mike addressed in this article, and we're looking at the athletics take on it from Zach Buchanan, something he addressed in the article about the defensive versatility and moving guys around, and they've probably been asking too much of their guys, and they really need to limit that. On the topic of Tori, this is a quote from Mike Hazen. Uh, quote, it's not cut and dry from all of this. I think Tori does a good job of managing a baseball game, but our win total is where it's at, which is which will be in and around the worst record in club history. I think we need to walk through this decision methodically. We've gotten to this point, certainly. We haven't done anything yet. We're going to work, work through this as subjectively as possible, close quote. So kind of bringing up the good and the bad. I think he's a good manager. I think he manages a good game. But we're going to have the worst record in franchise history, and we have to weigh that into our consideration. Yeah. And I bring that up to kind of actively back up your point about it's not necessarily being one guy tied to the other and just automatic if one's back, the other's going to be back. As far as his own future in this story, Mike takes responsibility for this season. Quote, as much as we've talked about others, we should be talking about me. The job I've done should be scrutinized fairly heavily. Yeah. Close quote. Sure. Of course. Um, but he'll be back. Mike, Mike Hazen is going through one of the most challenging years that a human being can go through. Okay. With what is happening to his wife. And, and he's got four kids that he's got to think about. He's got four sons between the ages of what? 10 and 15. Yes. Trying to balance your duties as, as a husband, as a parent, and your job. This year has been the most challenging thing that's ever going to go through. Uh, it is tragic what is happening to Mike's wife. It's sad. It could bring you to tears. And But I don't think that they are, when, when Mike is evaluated, I don't think that they're going to fire Mike Hazen because this has been such a bad year. Mike's not going to get fired. He's got to get better at his job. There's no question about that. And I think with Tory, I think a lot of it is, there's a feeling that Tory's too accommodating to his players, too forgiving to his players, and maybe they just, you know, they could work with Tory if he becomes more accountable to the players. All right, a lot more on the Diamondbacks coming up later in the show as they're playing the Braves again tonight. When we come back, though, from the other side of the country, the Jags pretty much look like one of the worst teams in the NFL, if not the worst team in the NFL. Is that perception the reality? We'll ask somebody who's watched them up close and personal next on the Burns and Gambo Show.